0: the Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast is sponsored by my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is a holistic wellness company dedicated to providing women with self love inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. If you are a woman wanting to detox her ex, detox negative emotions, as well as to get more in tune with yourself and your vagina, check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls as well as our Queen's Theme and Queen's Throne Combo, which is the in-home vaginal steam set for your convenience. You can find... Mental and emotional wellness is important. I'm so grateful that more and more people are openly talking about going to therapy, selfish babe. If you have been thinking about getting therapy, I would highly recommend it. An easy way to find a licensed therapist would be through a company called BetterHelp, the sponsor of this episode. They've helped over 2.5 million people connect with a therapist and get the accessible therapy that they deserve. Prices are affordable, and they even have financial aid options. To check them out, go to BetterHelp.com selfishbabe or click the link in the show notes to get 10% off your first month. Love you. Got more information on our products at goddessdetox.org, as well as follow at goddessdetox
1: on Instagram. Tell them Olenike Osi sent you.
0: Hey, Selfish Babe. If you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, I recommend trying Anchor by Spotify. It's the platform I love for podcasting. I really love it because some days you just want to get out what you want to say easily and the Anchor app allows you to record your podcast right from your phone. One of my favorite things I love about Anchor is that you can add background music to each episode and cut audio quickly to add in advertisements. Anchor will distribute your podcast to all the major platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Anchor is free. To get started, go to anchor.fm to start your podcast today. Maybe one day you'll be making millions from your podcast. Hello, my beautiful selfish babes. It is your girl, Olenike Osibowala, here, bringing you another Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast. And on today's episode, I have
1: the beautiful Melissa Ruess say hello. Hi, my loves. Hi, humans. So it's.
0: Mental and emotional wellness is important. I'm so grateful that more and more people are openly talking about going to therapy, Selfish Babe. If you have been thinking about getting therapy, I would highly recommend it. An easy way to find a licensed therapist would be through a company called BetterHelp, the sponsor of this episode. They've helped over 2.5 million people connect with a therapist and get the accessible therapy that they deserve. Prices are affordable and they even have financial aid options. To check them out, go to betterhelp.com selfishbabe or click the link in the show notes to get 10% off your first month. Love you. Hey, Selfish Babe. If you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, I would highly recommend trying it through Anchor. Anchor is a platform that I use to distribute my podcast. And so when you sign up to Anchor, you can set it up to where you can get your podcast distributed through Spotify, Apple, Google, and more. And if people don't have these apps on their phone, what I really love about Anchor is that literally if they click on your Anchor link, they can listen to it right from their phone without having any of these apps. And so if you've been interested in starting your own podcast, I highly recommend Anchor. And what you can do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Love you. Excited to be here. And I'm actually really happy that Melissa is joining on the podcast today. I was able to join her podcast um, probably about two weeks ago. And Melissa is someone I've come to know, and she used to be my business coach. So I thought it was really important that The Selfish Babes heard from her because I really like her perspective on business and entrepreneurship and where she was coming from. And originally, I had met Melissa through a clubhouse chat. I was her and somebody else that was on a clubhouse chat and she was talking about something and she was talking about something right after I had gotten a reading. And I was like, I think I need her to be my coach. And so I had DM'd her and that's how we had gotten started. And she actually helped me to um, figure out my as Fuck Academy. Like I had, you know, ideas of what I wanted to do. I know that my ancestors really wanted me to do more of a long form coach or a long form program, but I didn't like have it together. And I know when we were on some of our coaching calls, um, she basically has helped me write it all out. This is week one. Now it's days. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. But that was really helpful for me. And it was also really helpful for me because um, it was like a higher ticket item. You know, my selfish Funk Academy is 11 25 in full or five seventy five uh, a month. And so for me, that was new in terms of stepping into... Teaching something that's long term and also offering the price that I feel like it deserves, right? And also being able to see that there are women out there that are willing to pay me that amount for the knowledge that I have. And I feel like Melissa really took me through that through her one on one coaching that I did with her. And so I wanted her to come on the podcast today to kind of talk about her journey, give her insights on her perspective on entrepreneurship, as well as share the knowledge that she has on business. And now, Melissa, I want to (laughs) say, I don't want to, I mean, you were my coach. But we just said, i like be called a coach. So what are you?
1: <laughs> yes, it's so interesting. Right before this, I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't resonate with the word coach. Uh, mentor. I think mentor, spiritual business mentor is really the thing that comes closest. And, you know, I'll take it back a little bit. I work with energy. I see energy. I work with different energies. And so it's so important for me to not label myself and put even myself in boxes. So that's always something that, you know, for me, when I first started, and everybody was like, business mentor, business mentor. You know, I'm like, yeah, I gravitate more towards that than to the coach because it's like, I'm not, I'm not your soccer coach. You know, I'm also not your guru. And I'm also not the person that is going to solve your damn problems. You know, I'm here and I'm showing up to mirror back to you all of the parts that are within you. And so that's also something that I love to talk about the different aspects of ourselves that come out and play, not just in business, but in life. So girl, it's going to be a party. I am so, so excited to talk about money, to talk about business, spirituality, and mainly my story. And that's a big part of my business. I didn't just wake up and snap my fingers and have a business. I think so many people forget that, you know, this is, this is why I love the yoga philosophy. It takes discipline. Yeah. It takes discipline. Just like you brush your teeth every day. Like that shit takes discipline. You had to do that years and years and years to train your body. It's the same way. Yeah. This is why I respect athletes so much because they have that discipline already programmed in them.
0: Yeah, and I'm excited to get into it, too. I will say this. There was a time, I think, when I had first started Selfish Babe, and it was about in 2018, and I agreed with you that I did not like the word cold. It's like I was very turned off by it. But for me, I think the reason that I was turned off by it, and I I don't hate to say this, but I hate to say this at the same time, is that I believe that there are also some Yeah, that could be a little shady in the coaching industry. Let's just say that. I think I felt like there were some people that are a little shady, that didn't really do things in a pure way. And I think maybe I saw through that. And I was like, "Mm, I don't want to be called a coach. Like, I didn't like it. Now, now three years later, three years later, I'm more open to the term coach. I you know, get coaching. I like coaches. I'm not saying everybody is. I just feel like where I wasn't at that point, that's what I felt like. But now I'm more open to it. I'm also even open to possibly having some one on one clients, which is new for me. Um before I was very awake. Uh, <laughs> I I was very like not for that because of long-term commitment (laughs) and it's still very I'm tipping my toe in it may be like we're gonna work for each other but two months three months we try it out and we see from there but I think it was just like being like for me looking at long-term commitment with another person and for me I'm the person that's like oh here are the things um, I can help you through the things. But I guess for me, I just don't feel like people need a long term thing for transformation. And so for me, I never thought, hey, long term coaching or whatever, a long term incubator was a thing for me. But hey, I'm opening myself up to it. I love but that. I just wanted to share that perspective because I had uh, just a kind of resistance, to the word coach. I just didn't like it. But I do want to hear more about your story, Melissa, and how you grew up. And I just want you to kind of like tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, I want to tie up this little nice bow on the word coaches and just affirm that there are so many people who are selling people things. There are so many people that are promising human beings things. And so that's where it gets problematic. So I'm not afraid to talk about these things. I will go. I go toe to toe with so many people. I don't give a shit because I'm not selling people anything. And so that also is the thing about the word business coach. It's like, I'm not selling you a program. I'm not selling you anything like this. I am helping you guide you back to the inside world. That's all. Because from that point, the student has more perspective. It's like when I went to my yoga teacher training, it's like I wasn't sold on the training. I went to to learn to be the student so that when I left that place, I was never the same. And actually, that's part of my story. You know, back, I would say now five years ago, I -hmm. really started to take my life in a different direction because I was a hot damn mess in two in two perspectives In my business and in my life as a corporate TV producer, I used to work for Viacom, BET, MTV, VH1. I was a writer. I produced all my own shows. I produced, wrote, sat in network meetings, sold million dollar shows, worked on set 15 to 16 hour days. But there was a lot about that lifestyle that was toxic. And there were so many things that just honestly made me miserable. And now waking up and having these moments where I look back and I'm like how come I don't even have memory you know it's so interesting like how come I don't even have memory of this person like there's bits and pieces that I remember and that show up like the version of me that used to dance on tabletops and get black out wasted and, you know, do yeah. all of this shenanigans. But for most of all of that, I really was asleep at the wheel. And I think most humans live like this, especially if you're in a tri-state area. I mean, you can just walk out of a train and you see it. Like people literally look like damn zombies that have their headphones in. they'll like, talk to me. They want to fight you. And so I lived in that. For yeah. so long that I didn't even know until honestly I woke up and I found myself in a really bad place. I felt like I had that moment, you know, when you're at the bottom of the barrel, and you're like, okay, like there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. That's exactly what I started to feel into. I'm like, wow, there's nowhere else to go. Um, you're in a relationship and you married somebody that is falling apart. You're working 15 to 16 hour days. You're miserable there. There are so many things that were happening in I'm that environment. Very specific. Who are you married to or what type of person were you married to? Because yeah. now. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yes. I actually was married to somebody who was in the military. And I think, you know, what's so interesting, I was repeating a lot of toxic patterns. My mom was married to my dad who was in the military, who she just never she never became happy. She's still not happy, uh, mainly because she put all of her happiness in my dad and he was not available. You know, he was off doing all of the things that he had to do. And so I always saw her. And it's so interesting because I was like, I'm never going to be like that. Like, oh, my God, that's terrible. But I kept going after the same person, person in uniform. It was a cop. It was a military. It was a this. It was a that. I was just like, what the hell? Until again, I really found myself in a place where I'm like, How do humans become happy? And I got obsessed with that question. How do humans become happy? Because I did. I I feel like I did a fucking good job. I feel like I went to school. I got a degree. I went back. I got another teaching degree. Most people don't know that I got another teaching degree um, being a gym teacher, K to 12, because even the first degree wasn't enough, because what do they teach you? Well, how about if you can't get a TV job? People are always placing their limiting ass fucking beliefs on human beings. So we live our life in fear We live our life scared. And so I did that for a long time. I was a WNBA cheerleader for five seasons. I feel like I just lived so many different lives because when I look back and I become honest with myself, I was chasing. Yeah. I was just chasing everything outside of me. I was chasing human beings. I was chasing um, accolades. I was just chasing and chasing and chasing. And I think that ultimately, like, caused me to literally have a meltdown.
0: Now, I want to pause here. So first of all, I didn't know you were a WNBA cheerleader for five years. That's different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for that, I'm like, oh, wow, she really has lived many lives. <laughs> Well, that's different. And I want to ask
1: you, you said you were chasing. What do you think you were chasing? Happiness. I was chasing happiness. I I grew up in an environment where both my parents were immigrants to this country. My dad literally was a political refugee in Cuba. Like he loves to remind us that like, he was on the run for eight months and he had to sleep in the streets and he had to sleep in friends houses like yo these human beings my ancestors they're gangster like in order for them to get here like they did mad shit people don't understand the the path that they laid down the foundation but with that foundation comes pressure yeah the pressure I did all of this stuff what are you gonna do with your plan, yeah. you go school, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And so my mom was the oldest of nine. And You know, there was a lot of trauma there. Her mom left her in her country. She had to raise all these kids. She was a kid and she came here. There was so much trauma. But I think the story here is is that they didn't have any. And so this is why I love to talk about abundance. And I love to talk about money. And I love to talk about, you know, and meet human beings that have these limiting beliefs because they don't know that they can activate the seed of greatness within. They don't know that the cosmic codes that are in each and every. Every one of us live inside of the hara, inside of the belly, inside of the intuition where the soul resides. And all you need to do is to be in the right environment that activates that because we live in a society of fear. So constantly people are telling you you're this way and you were born this way and you're this color and you're this sexuality and you were born this way. and You can't do anything. And what I say is that's not true. I am whoever I say I am. And if I say I'm motherfucking great, I'm motherfucking great. If I say I'm going to be the best motherfucking business owner, then that's what it's going to be. And we need more inspiration like that. We need more people that look like us to show up as an example. Listen, I was broke. I grew up broke. I didn't grow up with money. I didn't have money. I am the perfect recipe for somebody to say, damn. (laughs) <laughs> if like, you rewire them limiting beliefs with immigrant parents you know my parents still don't speak English like wow. I'm like yo when are you people gonna learn English like you've been here for 30 years you know But okay. you know what I find I find
0: sometimes in different cultures and maybe even like maybe for you you have different pockets in New York but especially in Miami is a very very large Latin population and when you get deeper and deeper into Miami um the languages in terms of the buildings turn from English to Spanish. And so it's, and for me, I hear you when you said, oh, your parents may still not speak English, but they've been able to survive in America this fucking long. And I think that's like kudos because I feel like it's very, it could be very difficult to be in another place. You don't really know the language, but to be able to raise children and get as far as they got to wherever that may have been, still took some courage and some grit. And it's like still not knowing the language, but still living here and still staying here. I think that's amazing, you know, and sometimes when we think about, like, things like that, you know, in terms of, like, moving the generations forward, you know, their thing could have been, okay, let's just have you, like, you're one of many, right, I don't know, but let's just have you, and then wherever you get to, and if you decide to have kids, wherever they get to, and so it's, like, continuing the legacy forward, continuing, like, moving I think I want to say this, like moving the energy throughout the DNA higher and higher and higher, because it's like you said you didn't come from money, but that doesn't mean if you decide to have children that they won't come from money because they could be coming from money coming from you.
1: But- And I love that you made that analogy, where the energy does flow through the genes, because as we continue to expand, and as we continue to realize our own polarity, our own greatness, our own DNA codes, we change the actual atoms within our body, we change, you know, the womb and the water that we sit in. And so that's so important. And we see this all the time in different spiritual practices that when people want to cleanse themselves, what do they do they do a water fast and that's good moving the water out of your body and so this is this is why yoga is good sweat that shit out like move the waters out of your body because the water holds memory and so all of these things are so important And, and yeah thank you for bringing that up because we do the more we change things okay let me give you some fun facts this is so crazy one my parents didn't come for money but I'm hella abundant. And I was just telling my, my, uh, my client the other day, I'm like, I think I'm going to fly in private jets. And she was just like, yo, that's crazy, Melissa. And I'm like, yeah. So I Googled it and I did all the math and I was like, Oh, this is actually, this is not expensive at all. Like, wow. Like $5,000, $10,000. Oh my God. I'm so good. Like, I think I'm going to fly in private jets. And so when we start to have that mentality, when we start to break all of those limiting beliefs, our kids, the people around us, they want to start doing that shit too. Not my clients yeah. are like, yo, you're a boss. I want to do that shit too. Good go. Yeah. It's meant to be experienced. And so yeah. often we're so cheap with ourselves because we think that we're holding on to this thing for like a rainy day. Like we're not squirrels. You don't have to save that shit in your mouth. You know what I mean? That's hilarious. Abundance is limitless, and people don't understand that they cognitively understand that. But when you go within and you actually make the connection to realize, like, yo, for real, for real, like space, it just keeps going, right? Like, there's no end to space. That's exactly what happens in the energy of love. This is exactly what happens in the energy of abundance. It just keeps going and going. It's endless. You're not taking from anybody.
0: Yeah. And I want to talk about that more, Melissa, but I want to get back to your breakdown because I want to see how you got from there to where you are now and Mm -hmm. how you're able to, you know, teach this to other people. But I remember you saying that you got to the bottom of the bottom and then you think you had a
1: breakdown. Tell us about that. I did. Okay, so got to the bottom of the bottom. And I had to make long decisions. Actually, um, many people don't know this story. So I'll tell it here. Um, I actually woke up one day. And I literally looked at myself in the mirror. And I was like, what do you need to do? Like, I literally talked to myself. And I was like, what do we need to do to get out of this? The situation was so terrible. The atmosphere of my house was so toxic. It was so dense. The way I was feeling was so horrible, you know, just like in one of those places where it was just like, yo, what is really going on? Like, what's up? And I actually wrote a list and i'll never forget ever since that day i always make a list of 50 things that i'm going to accomplish every year and so that day i stood up all day and all night and i started to just strategize how am i going to get out of my situation and first it was like move out then it was go travel then it was do this thing that you that you said that you were going to do that you haven't done and then the more i kept writing the more i realized that it all came back to like learn how to be happy learn yeah. how be happy by your damn self learn. If I took your job away, if I took this relationship away, if I just took this pretty house that you bought away, if I took this little white fence, like I'm not even kidding. We even got a white fence. Like that's just so fucking (laughs) ridiculous. You know, if I took all of those things away, who am I? And so Eckhart Tolle always says this fast, all spiritual leaders that have awakened to their fullness. And when I say their fullness, I mean like they know they fucking come from God consciousness. Like they know they're just like, yes, I I am exactly what I say I am. And so as I was going through all of this, it just became really clear that the I am there was a lot of question marks after that. I actually didn't know who I was without asking, without saying I'm a WNBA cheerleader. That's why sometimes I don't leave with these things anymore because I'm beyond those things. And even the things that I try to come up with, I'm still even beyond those things. All human yeah. beings are beyond all of the limiting language and the limiting words that we put on ourselves. I'm a woman. I'm th- beyond that. You're love, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I wrote that list. And then after I wrote that list, that was a big, uh, that was a big mindset shift for me. And on that list, I remember I had put yoga. And so I looked okay. at the yoga studio and I I went to the yoga class. I started going every day at six in the morning. And you know what? Nothing happened. And this is why when students come to me. Were you still at your TV producing job during this time? Yeah, I was still okay. at producing job and actually somebody that i'll never forget her my very first teacher she was brazilian she would tell me she's like baby you stress the fuck out like you should go to yoga i teach and i'm like and no, i'm good like i do crossfit like i'm into my abs you know i was into working out and she was like you don't need that like you like i'm really trying to help you you, you need to calm down and yeah. so um I was like, okay, fine, because she kept asking me, and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm tired of this person asking me to go, like, I'll just go, and I remember I went, and I just broke down and cried, and I was just like, that was weird, I don't know was what Was it after the that you had broken down and cried? What's up?
0: Was it after the session that you had broken down?
1: yeah. Yeah, like there's a our last pose called Shavasana. And in yoga, that's the pose that we work towards. So everybody gets, you know, kind of obsessed with the headstand and all of these poses. But the reason why we work the body this way so we can get to the last pose, corpse pose, where you're doing nothing. And so that's actually where you'll gain more perspective over what the mind is doing. That's all. That's the ultimate pose that you want to get to. That's why we practice. And when I got to that place, I remember I was sobbing. I was like just crying from a like a huge place and so I kept going to yoga and I kept having these moments but nothing in my life was changing I was just like oh my god I'm doing this thing and this is why when students come to me and they're like yoga isn't working meditation isn't working stop things take time they are working the DNA within you these things are sparking up information but we're so used to the instant gratification that we want to go to one yoga class and be fucking guru like it doesn't work like that and so after i started doing that i saw a significant change within my body i started to you know just not be so obsessed with things i started to just have this kind of mindset of everything is the way it is there's nothing that i can do not a problem and it was good yeah but But then I had a good problem after that. And so my next problem after I had done yoga and I felt so good inside of the class, I remember when I left, all of my problems will come back.
0: Hmm. After you left the class, all your problems
1: will come back as soon as you walked out. I got you. Kind of. And so then I started to realize, how do I how do I fix that? What's happening? And so then I started to get obsessed with meditation. I started. I read the Buddha teachings. I started to just dive into everything. I've actually read the Quran, the Bible. I started reading even ancient texts. I started reading the sutras. I started to read and read. And I started to realize, wow, all all of these ascended masters are talking about meditation. Let me try it. And so I first like to tell people I, I became a master of my own body. And then I started to become a master of my mind. And it mm-hmm. was there that everything changed. Everything- I like that's so powerful. Yeah. Um-
0: Because again, you're bringing it back to yourself and you're bringing it back to what I like to call co-creating your reality, even though we're naturally doing this, like we're naturally already doing this, but not mastered, right? It's not something that we may know exactly what to do, but it's just, it's doing it half-heart hazardly. But when you become a master of your mind, things can shift. So tell us how did things start to shift for you when you became a master of your mind and what did um, becoming a master of your mind look like?
1: yeah. Thank you for asking, it's so beautiful because I always tell people meditation like really changed my life. People know me. For yoga. And actually, I rarely ever share my meditation practice in yoga because it's so sacred to me. It's mm-hmm. so sacred to sit at my altar, so sacred to go inside and meet the real me and meet the me that's connected to everything outside. And so, one of the most powerful things that I learned in meditation was to connect to different aspects of myself, or what people called uh, inner child healing. And so that's what meditation gave me access to in the beginning, it was just like, how do I get my mind to stop thinking again, you know, let's talk about being vulnerable. I don't even recognize the Melissa that used to stay up all night and stress the Melissa yeah. was you know on her phone until the phone hit her fucking nose because I couldn't I had so much anxiety I mean I had so much anxiety I could feel it it was everywhere in my body my heart was racing and man I'm going deep y'all I feel like I'm telling you my deepest secrets um <laughs> okay I was so stressed out that I gave myself a headache for 3 months and one of my wow. friends, the PA, she's a physician assistant. She's basically my doctor. I was like, so-and-so, like, I got cancer. Something's wrong with me. I know it. Life is out to get me. Like, I'm just, I'm over it. Like, I'm so over it. This is not working. That's not working. I was one of those people. And so when I see them enter into my space, I know them from a mile away. I'm like, baby girl, I see you. I see you. Yeah. I get that you under, you think that life is happening to you. I know because I, I used to be that person so I can speak to that. And so I was driving myself crazy. And when I started to really calm my mind through meditation, and at first it was binaural beats then it was just 10 minutes of meditation then it was 15 minutes 15 minutes then 20 minutes and then what started to happen was this energy would come up and it was This part of me that was trying to get my intention, it was Mm -hmm. the most vulnerable parts, the part of me that felt unloved, the part of me that has always been with me. I kind of like to say like my dark passenger or the shadow, like this is what people say, the shadow aspect, all of those things came up. And what I did was I didn't learn this from anything. And now I know this is actually a whole technique, but I started to meet these parts And I started to ask them questions because I saw the energy. And so I just simply started to ask these resistance, this part that felt so unloved, this part that felt so abandoned, this part that blah, 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 all the shit, right? Like all the shit that we come with. And I started asking this this energy, why are you here? Where did you come from? How long have you been with me? And what am I not seeing? Write those questions down. They were powerful. I still use it to this day. Every time the resistance come up, why are you here? Where did you come from? What am I not seeing? What do I have to do to alchemize it? And so I started to do that. And things I'm telling you would just dismantle in minutes. I feel like I put myself through years of therapy in doing energetic work for 10 to 15 minutes because this kind of uh, energy, these kinds of spirits, entities, parts, aspects, they speak to you. You realize yeah. they got formed trauma. You realize they've always been with you. And this is why we can't understand how there's a part of us that wants to fucking twerk and shake our ass. And there's a part of us that wants to be serious and be in our business. Because those are all the different aspects and parts that live within you. Yeah. they all act within
0: you. So okay. So for example, you had mentioned meditating for 10, 20 or so minutes. I just want to take our selfish faves, what that looks like. Is that sitting in a room? quiet, laying down, sitting. I want like all the specific details on
1: your meditation. My meditation practice, I sit in easy pose, also known as lotus pose, where you just cross the legs. I root down, sit into my sit bones. I light some candles. I sit in front of my altar on my yoga mat. I bring my hands to to my knees and I make a decision there. I'm either flipping my palms up and the fingers out in a receiving state. And so this is usually if I'm trying to connect up, I'm trying to connect to the heavens, the gods, the spirits, the birds, the trees. I'm, I'm looking to be filled up or I'm flipping the palms down. And that really, for me, is a sign of, Melissa, you have a lot of exciting energy. Like you just need to ground down into Mother Earth. You need to connect yeah. your sit bones to the ground. I close my eyes and i put on an app that i still use every single day it's called insight timer it's absolutely for free i don't use the paid version i set it for 15 minutes i put a background song i do love to meditate to bells um specific, specifically tibetan bells i'm very very attracted to buddhism i'm very attracted to uh the tibetan culture um and so i like to hear that in the background owning humming ocean all of those sounds and i just go in and i Mm -hmm. try to stay as still as possible i try not to move even when i'm like i have the niche in my nose just just try to be still and there's nothing that i need to do there i just focus on my breath i keep focusing on my breath i keep trying to not get entangled with the thought which is something that If we're starting to meditate, the number one thing that most people will say is I don't like meditation or I don't know how to meditate because I can't stop my thoughts from happening. And this is impossible. If your thoughts went away completely, you would be dead. Okay, you're supposed to have thoughts. You have thoughts even in meditation, but you train the mind to not get entangled with the thoughts. So rather you see the thought and you're like, "Okay, that's interesting that happened. And you know what happens when you do that? What happens? when you show up in your life, when you're not meditating and somebody does you dirty or somebody does something that like it's unfavorable or what humans love to call bad, because you, there's no bad. There's positive and negative and energy. And even the negative doesn't mean anything bad. It just means polarity. It means, you know, let me take another step back to explain this. Our soul was summoned here to Earth, usually for two things. So when you say create. That's it. We're all here to create. So when people say, I'm not a creator. Yes, you are. You create your own life every single day. You don't even know it. You literally create life if you're a woman and you don't even know it. You create with language. You had a thought and that came. Came out as a sentence. That's creating, y'all. Like that's crazy. Like that's so trippy. We came here to create. And then the other part is we also are summoned to remember again. And so most of us don't remember our connection to the heavens and to our gods and to our divineness. And so when we're here, we usually have a thread. And the thread is this thing that you have to work on. And so for me, I'll just say it's the thread of reminding myself. that I'm so so loved and I don't need anybody else to love me more than I love myself that loving myself is the biggest love that anybody can ever give me nothing is more juicier nothing gives me more pleasure and so I had to learn that how through polarity I put myself specifically in situations that affirmed the opposite I was always I think I'm cute and I feel like as cute as I was I was always in these damn situations where I'm like why are you not seeing my worth I don't like do you not see me like do you not see like you got a cute girl like I'm doing my thing I'm a WNBA cheerleader all this stuff but really I didn't see my worth I didn't all those things that I wanted so many other people to see, I wasn't seeing them for myself. So no, they didn't fucking see that shit either because that okay. was. So to interrupt you. So um,
0: looking back, you could say that, right? Because in it, you probably, I don't know, in it, did you see that? Or wasn't until you were like, oh, I did do this and I did do this. And you're able to be like, that's why I was in, that, or that's possibly why I was in that situation because of blah, 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 blah.
1: yeah. I think this is a good question. Thank you. Because remember how we talked about the battle, bottom of the barrel, then I worked on my body, then I worked on my mind. You know what happened next? I had to what take happened? radical responsibility. Mm-hmm. I had to sit with myself and just say, bitch, what was your part? Like, what'd you do? <laughs> because the unconscious mind, the asleep mind loves to blame oh, the world's so bad, everything's so bad, everybody's so broke, everybody cheats on me, everybody's so bad, everybody's so bad, everybody's so bad, and then you have to have that moment and ask yourself, okay, but what's your part? Like, what's the part that you're playing within all of this stuff? Where have you contributed? And so, so many people don't like to do this because we love to blame because it takes the ownership off of us. No, it's this person's fault. It's my mom's fault. It's my community's fault. It's Instagram's fault. It's algorithm's fault, everybody's fault. But so so you have no part in this? Like like none at all? (laughs) And so I had to ask myself that and that was a powerful question. I was like, damn girl. I see how you contributed to this. I see your part and let's not blame anybody, anything. In fact, all of my past, all of the people that came in that I thought did something negative or what humans love to call bad. I actually blessed them. I blessed them so much and I'm so thankful for them because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be this version of myself that has found true happiness. That question of what makes humans happy, like, That's bananas. I can sit here on a podcast and say, I know what that is. I know what that is for me. I know what makes Melissa happy. I know what my life feels when it's fulfilled, when I'm not thirsty for more, when I'm unattached, when I'm showing up exactly the way I am without a script, without rehearsing. I am just living every single day, moment to moment. And it is so juicy to be in the here and the now, which is the last thing that I learned, which all humans are learning this now. And it's to be to be present is the hardest thing that a human has to connect to. How do I, how do I become present? And the reason why is because we're obsessed with time. Yeah. We still live in the third density or what humans call you know the 3D. And now humans are moving into the 4D, which is the bridge into the 5D. And here we start to realize that actually there is no time. And if you want to just stay with me, because it's going to get a little weird, there there is no future and there is no past. Think of time like imagine yourself on a train track. Eckhart Tolle explains this so beautiful. And he says, imagine you're in a train track and you're going forward and you go across all of the states and eventually you come back around. And so that's how time is. Like You can't even tell if it's forward and back anymore because time does this loop thing where it constantly keeps, think of time as laying on top of each other. And this is why so many people, and we've had these conversations of now more and more spiritual people talking about jumping timelines. And the reason why- why people talk about this stuff is because time is laid on top of each other the way i see it in my mind's eye yeah. the way i look at energy and so it's easy for you to jump forward and back because there is no this is a better explanation that human can understand better you know how people say healing is linear yeah i have to talk like this because sometimes i talk so crazy that people very hard for people to understand these concepts okay people always say healing is linear And the reason why we started to get this awareness because we started to realize that if we heal a little bit, we kind of go back and then we heal a little bit again. And so that it's not straight. It's not like you do this one thing and then the other, and then the other, and then the other. Well, time is like that too. Time is not linear. It's not in the future. No, it's in the now. And this is why anybody who is a master at manifestation, they will teach you. If you have it now, which is a timeline and it's a connecting to what people call the highest self or the higher self, this version of you already exists. Okay, I'm going to give you another example. In the quantum field, field there's every possibility for one action so let's just say you know you're like okay I'm going to open up my business okay in the quantum field think about this as probability there are gazillions of opportunities for you to go right left up down so every single choice that we take is like that and so the work of time hopping and jumping and not being so bound to time is realizing that everything that you want is in the here and in the now everything i'm gonna ask for a practical example because i get you
0: i really get you and i laughed and you're like it's hard for the humans to understand or something like that and i laugh and i don't mean this in a bad way because i've heard talk like this too but I know what you mean you know in terms of humanness so I just thought that was funny but okay let's say that hmm, hmm, hmm. let's say that I want to do something new and let's say let's just say I want to I want to have a five-figure month let's just say a five-figure month let's say I'm new I want a five-figure month How can you describe time to me and not existing? Because I understand what you're saying, because what I've learned is that sometimes when we put limits in terms of time limits on things, they take longer. And when you remove the time limit, it happens. So I just want you to explain in a more tangible way for my selfish babes, because I know some of my selfish babes are like, what does she mean? We're going to get you together. And so let's say that I want a five-figure month, explain
1: time and not existing. Yeah, before I can do that, I'm going to give you an even easier example. Have you ever been in a place, a situation, vacation, or a conversation where you lose time? And so that's the easiest example for us to understand that time really doesn't exist because when we're in the flow, and the flow means that there are no constrictions. Remember, humans, that time was meant to control. It really was. It was like the sun is up, and then the sun's down, and you only have this amount. It's just it's it's fear causing. And so when you go back to the native lands to the tribes, when I go but to Peru, these people don't have watches. They don't they don't even talk about time. There's no time. They're just doing what they need to do and so that's yeah. the easiest example of us recognizing that yeah you know what that's true i was talking to my bff and like three hours went by and like holy crap where did the time go now in mm-hmm. business see in business is very difficult to explain this because automatically people are on a time crunch automatically yeah. people are thinking i have 30 days in this woman one month to create x y and z and i always tell my clients First, attuned to what your energy is and your own attachment. Those are two different things. Ask yourself, I want a five-figure month. The want. The mm. want is already problematic. Mm. Instead of I mm. desire, right? Yeah. It- instead of claiming I want who wants this what part of you wants this and so then we start to peel back you don't even think about that because again we talk like this I want this yeah. I need this no you get to and so that's yeah. the message that I shift my my clients when they come to me I'm like I want to make blah, blah 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 and I'm like okay hold on what part of you wants to make this? Because uh, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of heat, a lot of all pr- oh, the pressure that's trying to pay your bills, all the pressure that is telling you if you don't get X, Y, and Z, you're not successful. All the part of you that try is trying to find some glorification or satisfaction within your business because you don't believe that you're fucking hella powerful. That part, okay. Let's let's come back to basic and let's shift the mindset and let's add the language of "you get to." Yep. Well, that changes the pressure off of there's no more pressure when you say, all right, this month, I get to have a five figure month, I just get to do that part, I get to show up, I get to have fun, I get to do this. And right away, all of the pressure, the time, all of this starts to lessen its grip on you. So now you're in position, now you're in position to start to receive some of those blessings, some of those manifestations, then after that, we obviously have to work on your energy. And energy is connected to our belief systems and our belief systems are connected to our reality because they co-create our reality, which is also something that no matter how much you believe it or don't believe it, I'm going to continue to talk about that message because it's so easy. And it's the easiest way that we can all contribute to create our life. Look at your thoughts why I love yoga because in yoga it will teach you all the thoughts that you think about yeah I want a five-figure month but you don't actually believe you can so then you're not going to have a five-figure month
0: yeah and this is why I think it's oh which I, I love talking about this because I, I really believe like as you mentioned mastering our mind is so important going back to the limiting thoughts that we may have what we grew up with, what we heard and reprogramming and stepping into abundance and prosperity. And when I say abundance and prosperity, I'm not only talking about money. You know, somebody having a limitless mind or abundant mind can bring out so many, so much more joyful things in life. But I just think that this, what we're talking about now is so important and so powerful because I could have easily said, Melissa, give me the five-step process, strategy what you do to make five figures. And I'm like, I'm not saying that stuff is not important. I'm not saying that the doing part is not important, but our minds, our body, and our energy is so powerful. And I want more of my selfish babes to continue to tap into that because- That helps you to acquire more. That helps you to dream bigger. Sometimes you could be like, oh, you may just have this dream or this thing that you, you know, desire for yourself to do. And then you, as you step into believing that, then you desire bigger things. And it's just like, why? And it's like, yes, you can. And so I just like having conversations like this because I'm just like, when I see the world, sometimes I just feel like the opposite of like the action stuff is just so, spoken about so much and I want the being part to be Mm. spoken about so much too because the beingness and our beliefs and our energy is so important that we can shift things and to even step into the belief that we are powerful enough to start shifting things I think is powerful in itself and so I'm really happy that you're here speaking about this Melissa and how with your own life, how you able to kind of shift things for yourself, because somebody could be like, oh, you're a TV producer that was fucking successful. I would have loved that. But that for you, you didn't you didn't feel that way.
1: Yeah. Well, what, what's the point of having money and and collecting accolades or certificates or whatever else other people do if you're not happy? Yep. And so I think I. It was good that I was successful because, you know, in quotation marks, nothing was really wrong. Like I could have stayed and be, could I could have stayed in that timeline. And so, so many times people change because, you know, maybe something didn't work out for them, but it wasn't like that for me. I had this deep, deep calling within me that was screaming at me and was like, this doesn't make you happy. This is not what happiness is. I literally will never forget looking out of the 34th floor, uh, you know, Wall Street, looking at the water and just being like, I did not fucking come to this lifetime to be in this damn cute." Like, <laughs> and I literally like screamed at myself. I'm like, what are you doing? And I remember I kept asking. I am the type of person I like to ask myself powerful questions. And actually, I'm getting this right now. It's important for me to remind you to not believe me. It's important for me, like my teacher always says, go out and test these things on yourself. I'm not selling anybody anything. I don't want anybody to believe anything about me, but recognize that you human being on an atomic level, on a cellular level, your energy, It's scientific proof that our atoms are rubbing and doing this thing. They're shaking. And so our whole human body, we are a transmitter. And so just stay there and start to realize, okay, I'm a transmitter. So what am I transmitting out and in? What signals am I telling? How how do you put signals out? Your mind. Your mind yeah. is putting those signals out. And this is why, this is not toxic positivity too. This is important for me to share with you. Toxic positivity is when you push down and ignore your feelings. Pause. Uh, toxic positivity is when you're not paying attention to something is trying to get your attention and you're like, it's not here, it's not here. And you start to disassociate. I'm not talking yeah. about that. I'm talking about be aware of all of the things, but this is a powerful question, human beings. What would happen If I told you to not be committed to that story, the story of you being broke, the story of you not having enough, the story of everything bad happens to me, what would happen then? And take a pause. Ask yourself that. That's the question I had to ask myself. Okay, you're so miserable at this job. You didn't come to this earth to be in a cube. Okay, so what do you want to do, human? Like, what do you want to do? And all the ideas came I remember, I'll never forget. I was like, I want to be a boss. I, when I'm a boss, I'm never going to treat people like this. I'm going to you know, hire black and brown entrepreneurs. I'm going to treat them good. I hated the way they treated people in my job. I was Latina, yeah. I was queer, I was a woman. I had so many damn fucking strikes on me in a white dominated industry where they treated women like shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is no HR being a TV producer. It's like the brainwashing of, you know, somebody can have your job in a minute, you know, I, any, anybody would die to work here. That was ingrained in me for years and years of living in scarcity. We all live like this. If you have a regular job, that's what they, you can't take enough vacation days. You only have like 12 or 13 or 14, you know, you you gotta be on time. You gotta stay extra. And when I had that realization of like, damn, you know what? I want to be a boss. I want and not because I'm trying to lead with my ego, but because I want to contribute something good in this world. I want to travel the world because there's so much beyond me. Do you know here? Here's another fact for the people who are like, oh, this is easy for you. It was not easy for me. It was not easy for me. I didn't have any money saved in the bank, even though I was a TV producer. Do not be fooled. I was living a life paycheck to paycheck because that was the style. That was what was in pop bottles, do this, do that, spend three, four hundred dollars, spend your whole paycheck because you're going to get another paycheck next week. So, you know, what are you saving it for? And so I lived my life like that. I never had savings. I never had, you know, for a rainy day. And one day I didn't even travel outside the country besides going to Ecuador, my mom's native land. Where I was forced to go, you know, with my titties doing all of their, you know, they were the tongue readers and I was always around healing practices. As an adult, I never traveled outside of the country. So there I was in my 30s telling myself that I wanted to be a boss, that I wanted to contribute something good, that I wanted to travel the world, that I wanted to see the world. And those are the things that I started to gift myself. Those are the things that I started to write on my, my list of 50 things. You know what? I'm going to go to Thailand. You know what? I started writing things that even when I look, you know, I remember writing the list, I would laugh. I'm like, girl, <laughs> why are you saying you want to go to China? Like, how, how the hell are you going to get there? Why, why are you saying you want to be vegan? Like, you know, you Latinos look to have your rice and beans and your pork and your pork <laughs> chop. Like, what the hell are you talking about, girl? Yeah. I started writing that I wanted to be a yoga teacher. I mean, I started writing about all of these things. I didn't even know where they came from.
0: So when you were writing some of those things, when you just mentioned that, some of those things you just didn't necessarily believe at that time, but you still wrote it down. I like that. And I think that's a very good point to highlight. You know, it's like we can desire certain things and we may not all the way believe it yet, but we still desire it. And so I think that goes to show something for what Melissa said, like the power of just writing it down. And I've had this experience where I found some old note cards where I had written some things down and half of that shit came true already, you know? So, you know, the power in terms of words, whether written or spoken is very powerful. And so I just want to say this as a highlight to my selfish babes, Melissa didn't even really believe some of those things, but but she has, has them now or has done them now. So I just want you to guys know that it's very powerful, even if you don't know how it's going to be done, because a lot of the times the how doesn't matter. It's just your desire and you leaning back
1: and surrendering to that. Continue. (laughs) There's one thing that I want to make sure that we touch on because it's so important. All of these conversations are leading us to recognize our own power. And so the beingness and the doingness, the divine and the healed masculine, both of these energies are here for a purpose in Chinese medicine. They talk about the yin and the yang. You know, we talk about the meridian lines that are connected to our emotions that are connected to the spleen, the liver, all of this stuff is important for us to start to recognize and realize that we've been dominated by the brain. Yeah. And, and And also scientific proof, we don't use our entire brain. So that just is a whole other thing that we can start to talk about. But when we start to have desire, Even if you don't believe it, you know, what's the craziest part is, is that in the probability quantum field, it's already an opera. It's the path for you is already laid out. And I, it took me a long time to realize that because I would hear people say that if you had the idea, that means it's meant for you. It's not that it's meant for you. It's if you have the idea, if you have the desire, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I want to be a fucking millionaire. You know what? I want to go to China. I want to blah, blah, blah. That part of you already exists in a different timeline that's actually having that experience. And so It's not so much for you to believe, you know. Like I mentioned, I used to go to yoga, and I didn't fucking believe in this. I grew up Catholic. Then they turned Christian. I grew up in the church. I believe, like, yo, Jesus Christ, like, he's our savior. And but the more I studied, the more I read the Buddha teachings, the more I actually started to read. That started to open up my mind, and I started to realize, like. No, holy shit. Like if I have the desire for something, it's because it's already an option, not in the future, in the here and the now. When I started practicing yoga, it didn't work, but I kept doing it until one day I woke up and I was like, oh, all that shit that I did, it worked. It's like starting your business. This is the easiest example. People start their business and in month one, they're like, it didn't work. It's not that it didn't work. You're just doing it for one month. You got to do it for longer so that way you wake up and you look back and you're like, damn, you go, girl, like, look at the shit that you did. And so it's important for me to remind all humans of that. Meditation is not going to work the first day. It's not going to work the second day. Don't give it a timeline. Like I mentioned, when my students come to me and they're like, yoga doesn't work, meditation doesn't work. One, you're going in with your own attachments. I want this to work so I can do that. That is the biggest trap in the 3D world. That is the biggest trap to think that we need people, that we need our careers, that we need all of these things outside of that. You don't need all of that. You just need to love yourself. You just need to recognize that you are the power within you can do anything that you ever desired. You just have to remember of your limitless possibility. Yeah. That's that you have to remember. That's it. Then after that, you can create anything.
0: I had a question, Melissa. Do you feel like you ever thought it was too late for you? Because for you, you had mentioned you want to be a boss, you're in your 30s. Did you ever think, hmm, it's too late for me? Or did you not think that? Because I know I have some selfish babes in different areas of their life and some of them are maybe ready to do something different.
1: Selfish babes, I want to be your example because- I left my job. I felt like it was over. I grew up as a dancer. So I already had this limiting belief that I was old, even when I was nine. I'm like, I'm too old for this team. I'm 10. I'm too old. Like I always thought I was too old. I always thought I was missing. Cause remember I was in this unhealed masculine kind of energy where I was late to everything, even though I was achieving a lot. And so when this situation happened and I found myself, okay, let's just I only started my business like 26, 27 months ago. It was 33, whatever Jesus's age, however old I was. I was like, yo, you're so old nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody cares. You're so old. There's so many popping accounts. Look at all these people that have a million followers. You only have 200 followers. Melissa, you're old and you're brown and you're queer and nobody's going to listen to you. You don't got no verified friends. Nobody's going to give a shit. Everybody that's you know popular is this age. I always thought this. The same thing happened when I became a yoga teacher. When I went to my yoga training, it changed my life. I came back I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job, a 13-year career, everything. And you know why? This is why I always say, be careful what you say, because I will never forget, I was in the top of a mountain in Morocco and I was swinging on the hammock and I remember speaking to God and I was remember, I remember connecting up and I was just like, I just want to do this, God. I want to do this forever. Like, I just want to be able to take these trips. I want to look at how relaxed I am. I'm reading the Buddha teachings. Like I'm just, you know, those moments where you just want to cry, like i yeah. felt like that i was like man like the world's perfect everything's perfect and i was like don't don't bring me back to my job and you yeah. know when i was on the plane my boss sent me an email he was like hey melissa thank you for your services yeah. and i was like <laughs> that was quick yeah that was quick so be careful not writing you're casting spells, speaking, yeah. you're casting spells. So be careful what you say, be careful what you speak. This is why I don't gossip. This is why I don't talk about anybody else. I only speak blessings and prayer over everybody. I pray over my business. I pray for my fucking students. What, what mentor you know does that shit? I go to Puerto Rico or, or Costa Rica, I go to the water. And I, I damn fucking pray for my clients. I'm like, I'll pray this person becomes abundant, has everything that they want, everything that they need, casting spells in this way. And so all of that happened. And when I came back home, I was like, oh, shit. Now I'm really going to have to practice yoga. I'm going to have to figure out. And the limiting belief came up again. You're old. You don't have enough practice. You just graduated. Who are you to teach? I actually even had spiritual community. I'm sorry, y'all. I love you. But some of y'all can be really fucking toxic. And I remember I was just on a podcast with somebody talking about that. Go ahead. You know, I'm just like, bro, I'm over here spending thousands of dollars trying to get my 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 spiritual practice and yoga certification. And I, I, you know, I started practicing people. You can't do that. What can I do? I just spent thousands of dollars getting my certification. I practiced. I went to Morocco. I I got the like the most elite teachers. What was happening? So now I got to wait. And this everybody always tries to do this. Oh, you got to wait you gotta wait to do this. You gotta wait to do that. No. So I had to teach. And so every situation that I I put myself in, there was tons of fear, but I always showed up for myself because I always start, I started to develop that connection within where I started to hear myself. And I'm like, no, you're doing the right thing. This is what you're supposed to do. And that's what you have to follow. Not her, not her, nobody else. you got to follow you, Melissa.
0: I love that. And I love that you mentioned being able to listen to yourself. And I think that happens um, with time, you know, through sitting with yourself. But now I want to uh, gear the conversation to more of what you're doing now, because you are a business mentor. We're not going to say you're a coach. But <laughs> you're a business mentor and um, you help a lot of, I think, entrepreneurs with their soulful entrepreneurship business and I really like that and I think one of the things that really attracted me to Melissa is that she talks about the spiritual spirituality and entrepreneurship was really important for me it wasn't just here's the ABCD strategy let's do this Um, that just was not something that felt really right for me and so what do you do and what kind of clients do you work with and how do you help them
1: yeah, I like to say my clients are mystical, offbeat entrepreneurs, they're rebels, and they have something to say. I work with a lot of badass. Like when I look at my clients, I love my students like they have a mission, they have a huge thing to say within each and every one of their communities. I work a lot with our black and brown entrepreneurs. I work a lot in our LGBTQ, queer, non-binary. And it's so interesting because those are all the things that I wanted. I wanted all of that when I first started my business and I didn't see that. You know, I'm over here, you know, telling myself I'm too old, I'm too this. And I'm like, damn, where where are my black and brown entrepreneurs? Like, why why are we not doing these things? And then really connecting to the spirit. Because for me, I'm not just building a business. I'm healing through business. I can continue to heal through my business. And yes, my business can support me. And yes, it can be a million dollars, a gazillion dollars, a billion dollars. It can make as much money as it wants. Me and my business are two different things. Melissa the human. And this is how I started to separate myself. I started to call myself Melissa the human because I have my own desires. I'm connected to God. I am this way. And my business, my business is a whole other entity. It has its own other energy and it likes to get paid. It likes to collect employees <laughs> that likes to do two different things and I think so often when I first started business that was the stuff that was tripping me up oh I can't be a yoga teacher and make money oh I can't be a reggae teacher and have a million dollar business because it's looked down on why why are we putting these labels on our communities oh so only these people get to make money but don't don't you make money off of x y and z don't don't you make money off of herbs don't you make like what yeah I think that was really important for me when I started my business to make sure that I talk about both, because I do have a love for business. I come from a background of 13 years in corporate. I know I'm very comfortable looking at a lot of zeros. It makes me really excited. I love money and (laughs) he loves me. Um, But I was a different being. I woke up to what I like to call my totality. I woke up to everything that I truly am, The I am. I started to connect to that and I started to realize that, no, the two have a place. And there's a way that you have to teach business in a soulful, ethical, practical way that still gets our soulful, spiritual entrepreneurs in the same place, but without the shutdown, because that does happen a lot. Yeah. And I know
0: um, you have your favorite program. Yeah. OK, you have a lot of programs, but you.
1: you should unveil your sole business. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, um, I'm going to first say that for anybody who's listening to this and it's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. But I can't do X, Y and Z. I want to remind you that I scaled my business to six figures with one product. And so it's really important because um, the things that are out in the market, it's like, get the free ebook, get the this, get the this, get the $1 and the $7 and the $10. And I didn't want to do that. I was like, no, I'm going to get a whole course. It's going to be this amount. So i got to work on my money mindset. i got to know that this thing is worth it. I'm super worth it. Like all of this stuff, I had to get this stuff in check because I wanted to get to this goal. So it's important for me to let you know that. Don't allow the pressure of Instagram algorithm, people, coaches tell you that you have to wait or that you have to take certain steps. You don't have to do that. I started my business with my favorite offer, which is still here. It's called Unleash and Unveil Your Soul Business. And what's beautiful about this program is, is that at first it was called Unleash and Unveil Your Business. And so sometimes people say it in both ways because it actually used to be called that until I realized that no, no. I'm not helping you unleash and unveil your business. I'm helping you unleash and unveil your soul business. And the reason why I call it your soul business is because in order for you to create that kind of business, you need to go in. So when I get those clients that are like, help me to the market, help me. Do... No, 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 no. Have you thought about your life in the next three years? What is that looking like? Will this kind of business support that? Okay, so let's go back to the drawing board, because to me, the worst thing that I can do to any client is build and help them build things that they're going to hate in a year or two years or that is going to enslave them back into the system in the system. And so this happens too. not a lot of people are talking about this because it's cool to be an entrepreneur online, but uh, don't be fooled. You can also put yourself back in another cage. Yeah, that's very true. And so, and it depends on your mindset. It depends on whether you're allowing your Instagram likes and your algorithm and all of this other stuff to keep you up at night because you're comparing yourself. It's one thing to want your business to do good and to be data focused. I'm data focused. I love to see how many people open my email. I love to, this is a good thing. This is a part of business, but you can't allow it to make you feel bad. Those are the things that are clear signs. And so Unleash and Unveil Your Soul Business, it's our 12 week program. And this is a good lesson on what it looks like to start with exactly what you have. I always tell my students this. Don't don't judge my one hundred thousand step to your first because you're seeing a really cute product that I now have money to edit and have subtitles that I now have money to create workbooks that are off the hook because you already know we got the same designer. (laughs) Um, And yeah. And they're professionally recorded. They have like granary all over. The first round was six weeks. The first round, I didn't even talk to you uh, about this, but I lived in a tiny home. When, I, when my life started to change like this, I gave myself a year off. I literally just I needed a break. I was just like, yo, Melissa, you need to chill the fuck out. Like I I left this relationship. I didn't have a job anymore. I came back from Morocco with my like flimsy 200 hour certificate, you know, walking into studios. So when people come to me, they're like, I don't have. Girl, I know I didn't either. I used to get paid twenty five dollars an hour to teach yoga. Like what? Trust me, Uh I get it. I get it. I did that for a year. Trust me. I get it. And what I discovered about money during that time blew my mind because I realized that the more the more I saw my bank account, it didn't really move that much and it it boggled my mind because I didn't realize like, wait, how come when I was making X amount of money, it was always at very close to zero, and now I'm, you know, just teaching yoga, twenty five dollars, fifty dollars. Like, what's actually happening? Yes, my my spending habits are changing, and that's contributing. But it really became clear to me that money wasn't this physical thing that was sitting in my bank account. I started to realize that I was happy. I started to realize that I was joyful. I started to realize like I wasn't really actually looking at the bank account. I wasn't, you know, I was. Wasn't doing all of this stuff and it was just it was there and it was so interesting and so I took a sabbatical I lived in a tiny home my first six weeks of unleashing and your soul business I filmed it right on the floor without judging myself on zoom because that's all I yeah. had you have a camera I just recorded it on zoom saved it uploaded it I made my own worksheets on canva it looked hella ghetto but it's okay I was committed You're that are huh? and that's so where you started
0: and you started in general and I think that's so important because I look back at the stuff that I did and all the many website designs that I finally got money to do and I did canva stuff too I recorded stuff on my camera or zoom and I put that up and that was good and then you're like oh the money oh let me edit this let me do this let me do that but you started and it's really important that you started and I think a lot of what you're doing with some entrepreneurs is you're allowing them to still be themselves and make money and i think that some of them didn't know that that was possible or they weren't able to do that before mm,
1: that's so important we're all uniquely different we don't have to copy each other and i always say that you know a spiritual guide works with a student to bring out the best in them not the best in you my you know your successes are not my successes they're your successes because you did the work to get yourself there and so that's important for me to work with students in that way and just encourage them to be their own and so I also have that from being a tv producer I lo- I, I don't know it's just like I look at people and I just see the best in them and I oh and I always um root for people I always feel like there's never a no there's never like oh my god you can't do that I've had clients I'll never forget her uh um for client confidentiality I will not say who she is but uh, I remember I had a client she came to me and she was like I want to charge eight thousand dollars for this program and I remember thinking like okay you want you want to charge eight thousand dollars and I ran her through this little test what's your mindset was this and everything she kept just like no I got this no and the way her energy and I was just like okay, Melissa, this is good. This is the opportunity that you get to help this student bring in clients for $8,000. And she sold out her program and she brought in $50,000 on her very first round. And so again, I hold these infinite beliefs for people because I hold them for myself. And so when you walk yourself through these things, you already know, I'm not more special than this human being. We're the same thing. You know, I always think of our life and, You know, even, you know, to go back into time is to think about a big circle. And inside the big circle, there's little circles and little circles and little circles, kind of like those Russian little dolls. We're all part of the big circle. Yeah. Part of the big circle. And the big circle is you can give that big circle name, Gaia, God. So I'm no different than any of anybody. If you're listening to this, trust me, you're on time and you're on purpose. There's something about this conversation that you needed to hear in the now, even when you listen to this later, recognize that when you listen to this later, you'll be hearing it in the now. And that yeah. will give you perspective on time. Hmm,
0: I like that. And I also in your Unleash and Unveil program,
1: you have retreats that happen. So Unleash and Unveil Your Soul business, the three-month container, is for new entrepreneurs. So these are entrepreneurs who are like, I'm just starting, or maybe I started, but something's not working. And then from there, they usually graduate into Unleash and Unveil the Mastermind. So that is our six-month container. We have two retreats. They're hella fucking powerful. I remember Limiting Belief, when I started my business, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to sell to people. So that was a big thing that I had to figure out. Okay. How am I going to show up and actually have a profitable business and get over the selling thing? And this is why I came up with my framework, the Soulful Currency Method, where I use the yoga principles of holding space and, you know, doing all of these things, setting intentions where it feels really nice and juicy and you get to be with people. And then the other thing was these masterminds that people would have. I would always see these like, you know no shade verified accounts like on the rooftop popping the bottle with alcohol yeah okay one I don't drink so that doesn't appeal to me like people who post their liquor bottles their mobile wipeout, it's cute but like that's not you're not appealing to me I don't drink I'm vegan like uh, to me I'm just like I don't I don't want to drink you know so that's one thing and then you know being on the rooftop and you know everybody's celebrating in their bikinis and I kept asking myself why does that bother you so much, Melissa? And I started yeah. to realize because that's just not who I am. And that's not the culture I want to cultivate. Yeah. Now I get to do that. I get to put my girls in a Tamascal in Mexico with a shaman, shut shut the whole thing, going back into the mother's womb, drumming in complete darkness for hours. You know how much shit comes up? Have you ever been in a Tamascal, a sweat lodge where it's closed in? Closed in, complete darkness. Yeah, you, know, you come out a different person. And so those yeah. are the experiences that I want to help cultivate more human beings because that's the journey in. And when you yeah. do that, and when you get to know yourself better, man, that is at my highest intention. If I can walk into anybody's life and help them connect a little bit deeper to who they truly are, not who they think they are on Instagram and all of the stuff and the limiting beliefs, but who they actually are, their magic, their godlike essence, okay. then I've done my job. Then I've done what I've been called to do. And that's to share that message. And that's why it's so important and why I had to change it to your soul business, because yeah. I want it to be meaningful. I don't want, I don't want to help anybody create sneakers. You know, I don't want to help them create like a a shoelace line. Like I want to I want to help people create that thing inside of them that they don't even believe is possible because I believe it's possible for them. I believe I have this immense belief in humanity and in humans because I've done it for myself. That's so
0: beautiful. I love that. I just think that's so beautiful to have. It's like it's like so much love for people. You know, that's what I feel
1: yeah i actually just opened up my akashic records i don't know if any of your listeners have ever Uh, dabbled into just opening up their records and their records are basically your soul library and your soul has multiple lifetimes and so there's record of all of your lifetimes and I remember the reader she was so beautiful she like the minute she opened my record she was like whoa you are a fucking human being with so much love like you came here to share that love like your love is so authentic it's so real it moves people you have to speak more like and I really received that because, um, yeah, I got a lot of love in my heart.
0: <laughs> I love and I know that's moving us into Portal to the Vision, which is a new course, at least at this time that we're recording, a new course that you're having, um, because you talked about people knowing themselves. And I like this in regards to business and what people want to do. So can you tell us a little bit about the experience that brought you to bring out this new offering?
1: Oh my god. I mean honestly the how I even wrote it is mind blowing. I literally wrote it 13 days ago um when I was awakened um I had you know woken up it was almost a little like 5 or 6 in the morning and um yeah I just had this this Uh, message come through that I needed to tell people how to connect to their vision and actually I've never I never do this in any of my programs unless you're in my mastermind and in that kind of high level I'll talk to you a little bit about how you can connect to your vision but really the vision is all about getting to know ourselves in a deep deep way and so even just when I got the message it was crazy because I was like oh my god okay what do I need to do first like you know, how long does it need to be? Each one of these videos is one hour. If you're anybody who's taking my course, like, girl, I do not record anything for an hour. Like, that that's crazy for me. Like, what? Yeah. What? I keep it short and sweet. I like to speak to the point because then you're going to have to digest everything that I said. And that's going to take you a minute. But I got this message that I needed to share with people how to connect to their vision. And I do this work, but I never explain this to people. So I walk everybody through the elements, through earth, water, water air, ether, spirit. And each element, I'm helping them connect to something so grand. I'm helping them make declarations to their own healing. I'm helping them really pinpoint to What has your soul summoned you here to do? Because again, you didn't come here to sit in a cubicle, look out the window and just like wish your life was such and such. No, no. Like you can create like for real, you can create the life that you've ever that you've always wanted. And so I walk people through these five portals or what I call five vortexes. And because I work with energy, that's what that's what it's called, because it is like almost time traveling um, into a different time and space. I love that. It's so beautiful. It's click to cart. There's no coaching. That's why each and every one is one hour, um, which this is this part. This is, and I, I was told this in my Akashic records, you know, my spirit guides said um, that I'm very obedient. And which is very true when I get a message like I just have to do it, I have like even if I don't want to do it. And you know what? I'm going to you right here, right now, I did not want to do it because when I heard that I had to charge ninety nine dollars, I was like, "What well, are you crazy? Like, excuse me, uh, well, what am I going to do with ninety nine dollars? wait wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, my programs are, you know, between fifteen thousand and thirty thousand. Like what's happening? Yeah. Uh, I listened and I listened. And you know what? Today is the first day that I launched. I didn't put any promo up or anything. And the minute I changed the link, I started getting sales. (laughs) And so that's always the sign, you know, that you're, you're on the right path and that you're doing the right thing. And so, yeah, for anybody who feels confused about their vision or feels like they just don't have a clear, actionable step to get there. I'm not the type of mentor that's just gonna speak to you in fluff. I'm gonna speak to you in, okay, here's how you get to divine um, energy, but here are the five things that you're gonna do. I like to talk to both because when you talk to the heart and when you talk to the head, humans will understand more rather than like, just manifest, just wish, put your hands like this and wish people don't get this thing. It takes incredible practice. Now I can do that. Now I can close my eyes and even take my hand. And this is why I speak with my hands because there's things here on the right side. And if you close your eyes long enough, and if you focus long enough on your manifestation, you'll, you'll feel it. And so I bring it into my crown chakra and I allow it to, um, descend all the way to the root chakra so that it stays and that I sit with it and that I connect with myself. And so that it stays in my body. And so many people create from the crown into the third eye and they're like, Oh, I got the idea. I'm going to go. Oh, I got the idea. Oh, everybody. I need to tell everybody on Instagram, my thoughts sit with it for a minute. You don't not, you don't have to write every single idea out. You don't have to, you know, write every single thought and post you see this. just gotta download you know it's just like okay but sit with it sit with it for a little yeah. bit because it'll change and so yeah that's portal to the vision that's portal to the vision I love
0: that. and I love um that you're able to see the benefit of being so disciplined
1: and what your guides wanted you to do you know one because you move different. And so two weeks ago, I was on a plane going to Arizona to my retreat. And so I got this message and I was just like, I'm just going to do a live. I'm not going to lie to you. This is what I did. I was like, I'm just going to do a live and just leave me alone. And I remember I did the live and I felt so lit up. I was like, what is going on here? Like, I have so much to say. I'm just like, I'm preparing for my live. I'm getting cute. I'm washing my hair and putting my lipstick on. Like, I have never been so excited to do a live. And if you again, if you get to know my brand, I am just not a fan of hard work. I, I'm just not going to be doing the most. I'm just literally not. Like it's just not my style. And when I got that surge of energy and I started to realize how happy I was, how much energy was moving through me, how much more I started to connect. And if you watch those videos back, you'll see that there's just like this transmission and there's this connection that's actually happening there. I knew right away, I was like, damn it. I'm supposed to be doing this thing. I'm supposed to be doing this course. I I just know it. You just know. And I was sitting on the plane and I wrote the whole copy and that's not me. I usually take weeks and months and I make excuses and I'm like, yes, I wrote the whole thing. The next day I, you know, sent it to a designer that we love and I was just like yo I created this I, I like channeled this whole thing and just like even the way I got the message was kind of fucking trippy um and she was like hey guess what like I'm off for like a whole week and a half turned it around in three days so now I went from writing this thing on a plane three days ago three days later the page is done it's like all these synchronicities is always on purpose and yeah. so
0: and I love that you're aware of those things and I feel like the more you connect the more aware you are and the more you feel like I'm not alone I'm being guided like you know it and you feel it and you get the message and you see the signs and I just love that I feel like over time you get like this hyper awareness which feels really really good I remember when I was on a plane before and I wrote a whole ebook in my notes and I that's not normal for me either it will take the
1: time but I thought, like, oh I could do this boom 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 okay it's done and it didn't take that long <laughs> Yeah, because, some of the, you know, I won't get too crazy about all of the energy work, but, you know, sometimes we do connect to our channels and our guides and they're just and they always say this about artists, too. You know, the artists won't even remember how they got to the end of the painting because, you know, a lot of it is being channeled. You know, even yeah. certain people give certain talks, they can't even remember what they say because, you know, a lot of it is they're connecting and we don't have awareness of this because we don't have the language or we have these, you know, belief systems that this is bad or this is good, you know? So yeah, portal to the vision. If anybody is interested in that, let me know. And I think, um, we're going to possibly give you a code as well. So if that feels good for you, I can always send it to you in the show notes.
0: Yes. Yes. And where can they go to, to work with you? What's the website? What's the Instagram?
1: Yes, these are all my handles, humans. I am Melissa Ruiz. I am Melissa Ruiz on the website. I am Melissa Ruiz on Instagram. Do you want my Pinterest? I am Melissa Ruiz on Pinterest. (laughs) You know, there's one last thing that I want to share with you. Um, I am Melissa Ruiz is very important. It is my own declaration to who I choose to be in this lifetime and not who my parents want me to be, not who society wants me to be, not who Instagram wants me to be, not even who my clients want to meet. I always tell my clients, I'm doing what I want every single day and you should too. Okay. You need to be doing what you want. You know, you're not dictating what I'm doing. I'm doing what I want and I need you to do what you want. And together, everybody's going to be in a happier place. But before I am Melissa Ruiz, I was at TV Yogi. And it was important for me to share that with you because that was me having one foot in the door and one foot out. I couldn't mm-hmm. let go of the role. I couldn't let go of the role. I needed people to still know I was a TV producer. Now that's the last thing I even talk about, even though yeah. so many people keep wanting me to talk about it. I'm like, really? Like, who fucking cares? Like, nobody cares? You know, even with the yoga. And so the I am Melissa Ruiz is, is who I am. That's who I, I am. It's my birthday. Yeah. So-
0: well, well, I want to thank you, Melissa, for being on our podcast today, for sharing your journey and for possibly getting some new entrepreneurs, you know, on the start, on the roll and um, just really embodying spirit with
1: all that you do. And I think that's very beautiful. It's very, very, very beautiful.
0: So thank you, my love.
1: Thank you. this is so fun. I love hanging out with you. I love having these like real ass talks. Thank you for whoever's listening. Yeah, my DMs are always open if you ever have any questions. Kooky crazy questions about energy and how this stuff works so i'll definitely share some insights I love you, thank you so much uh, for having such an amazing podcast. um, And for having me on I really appreciate you.